welcome everybody back to the Game Vault Podcast. I am your host, Mark, and uh, today we're joined by two familiar voices. Uh, Tom and Jen are here today. How are you guys doing? Hello, doing good. How are you? I'm also doing well. I'm exhausted, though, <laughs> as expected. It is always fun to have the whole gang together. Yep. And Tom, you mentioned the word exhausted. Um, I got a quick thing, totally off topic. Um, okay. Are there any words that you you make a stupid thing up for that you just say to yourself? Like, I'll make an example. Like, anytime I feel exhausted, I say I'm ex- exhausted, E-double-G, exhausted. Um, for, I don't know why. You don't have to answer this question, but do, do you guys have any little things like that? I don't think so. I think the, I think I just do the, the Bruce Almighty thing, the B-E-A, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes when I'm saying I'm smart, I do the SMRT thing. Good. Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad to see all of our brains are broken. <laughs> Always broken. Always broken. All right. So, yeah, guys, it's uh, we're right in the thick of it. It's mid-September, um, you know, which means, you know, we'll have a, a couple of announcements. Um, we'll say up front, uh, I will announce uh, we have the date for Extra Life, which is our annual campaign to... Uh, raise money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, so we're going to be doing that Saturday, November 12th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, details, uh, we'll have a tiny URL out soon. Um, so be sure to check out the, uh, it should be live on the Twitter when this episode airs and all the details will be there. Um, you know, so yeah, it's uh, we're, we're at that time of year. We're working on a great poster for the event, um, lining up our games. Um, guys, extra life sneak up on you like it did me. Yes, I can't believe that it's already halfway to October. I feel like it's still June. I don't know what's happening. Crazy. Believe me, uh, the last six months have been a blur. So yeah, yeah. it's snuck up on me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was sitting at work today and I went, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta sign up for the extra life page. <laughs> um, so I did that uh, all today while I was in work. Um, so we are on our way, and like I said, um, we'll have a more formal announcement about things, um, you know, on next week's episode. So look out for our Extra Life campaign. Um, like I said, it'll be Saturday, November 12th, 9 a.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time. Um, so, as always, as tradition, um, let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, Jen, since you weren't with us last week, um, what have you been up to? Yeah, so I have a few things that I've been playing over the last couple of weeks. Dead by Daylight um, is officially back in my streaming routine. I feel like I go through this phase where I bring it back and then we break up again and then we come back. We have a very volatile relationship, but it's fun. Um, They just partnered with Resident Evil for the second time. I think I mentioned this the last time I was in the podcast that it was coming soon. Um, So we have Wesker as the new killer who, in my very humble and inexperienced opinion, is OP. (laughs) He has a tentacle attack where if he catches you right, he grabs you with the tentacle and bum rushes you forward and smashes you up against like a wall or whatever's nearby. And it's very (laughs) surprising when it happens, when you're not expecting it. Um, And then you're kind of like staggered for a second and you can run afterwards but he's so close to you that it's like almost impossible at that point to get away. Um, But it's been interesting. Yeah. I've, I've played a bunch of matches against him and I haven't won yet. (laughs) So uh, just see if I remember my dead by daylight uh, lingo. Is Uh he sweaty? Um, 
I would I don't know if I'd say he is sweaty, but a lot of sweaty players are liking him. So okay. yes, in a sense, I would say if you're a sweaty player, you'd probably like Wesker. Um Got it. <laughs> but it's it's still fun to go up against him. He has really funny banter when he downs you. Um and when he runs across the map, he actually has a perk, I believe, where if he's chasing you and you fast vault a window in front of him, he gains like a 20% speed boost. So watching him looking like a person in the distance running across the map, like ridiculously fast, just looks silly. Um, so it makes me laugh when I see it. But um, Sounds like some bullshit is what it sounds yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And then, of course, for survivors, we have Miss Ada Wong and Rebecca Chambers. Uh, I haven't gotten either. Actually, I haven't gotten any of them. But I've mainly run into, I've run into like one Rebecca Chambers so far, a couple Adas, and then mostly Weskers out of the, the three newbies added into DBD. But it's been fun. I am shocked that Ada Wong's not more popular. It could just be that I haven't really played it. A t well, also to be fair, I didn't play it in um, the beta testing phase, the, the player test build. And I also didn't play it when it first dropped. So the popularity might have gone down a little bit, or it could also be the fact that I just haven't been playing it a ton lately, and I'm just getting back into it. Um, yeah, yeah. But she yeah, definitely, I, she definitely feels like the like gaming community, like oh my god, Ada Wong, she's so <laughs> mysterious. Yeah, she's she was very she was very popular, and everyone was very excited when she was announced. Um, and it was I would have bet money that they were going to bring her into it next. It just made the most sense. Um, but that's been fun. Phasmophobia, um, still the same Phasmo, but we're getting very close to getting a new asylum map. It's going to be a much smaller. I think it's called Maple Shade. Um, so instead of, I can't remember now, instead of like 140 rooms, it's only going to have like 70 or something. So it's set in New oh, Jersey? Right. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I live uh, near Maple Shade. That's why. Oh, <laughs> now you're going to be driving around looking for an asylum. Keep an eye out. Not, not, a, not interested. Thank you. There's, there's a pretty good chance it's probably an asylum in South Jersey. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, they're also redoing the campsite, which I'm really excited about because the campsite right now is unplayable for me. Um, I haven't tried it super recently off stream, but on stream, it is like three frames per second for me. So I haven't touched campsite in like a year. So I'm hoping that it'll be... It's going to be smaller for sure, and I hope it's going to be nicer to my PC. Um, and our rank reset that we've been talking about for the past mm, six months at least is finally almost here. I think it's going to happen by the end of the year. So everyone's going to reset back to zero. We're going to get a bunch of stuff, some new tools. Um, in the future, they're working on redoing all the ghost models, all the sounds, all kinds of stuff. So lots of newness coming for Phasmo. Um, I've been playing VHS, of course. Uh, they just released the newest monster. His name is Deathwire. He is a super badass battle bot. Um, and the map that came with him is called the Eviscerator. It is so beautiful, and they put so much detail into this map. It's crazy. I don't know if you guys have caught it yet. It is. It is so almost. It's so beautiful. It's distracting because I just want to walk around and look at everything. And I, I can't because I'm running for my life the whole time. But it's been a ton of fun. And I think the new teen is going to drop soon um, who goes along with Deathwire. So that'll be fun when that happens. Um, and then 
I've been playing Ghost Watchers, Ghost Exile, which I talked about last time, Seven Days to Die, nothing new there. And then I played a little game called Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating sim, like I promised. <laughs> um, I can't remember if I mentioned it last time, but I didn't finish it yet. I believe that I am um, going after the Huntress. I, I think nice. I've, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Bunny I know mama. for, yes, Bunny Mama. I know for a fact I'm not going after the Trapper because he's a huge douchebag, but um, it does make sense. Everyone else is is fair game for now, um, but I'm pretty sure Bunny Mama has won me over pretty much is, instantly. Is Bubba in it? Uh, no, he's not in it. Because uh, no. he'd be there an There is himbo. a cameo, though. There is a cameo in there from another killer that I wasn't expecting, but it makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm slightly upset Bubba's not in it because he'd definitely be a himbo. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, the Wraith, the Huntress, the Trapper, and... Huntress chapter. Oh, and Spirit. So those are the four, the four baddies that you get to seduce, and then of course the the cameo makes a quite a few appearances, and um, and then you have Claudette and Dwight are the survivors who are on the island. So they're like the ones that are coordinating everything, kind of like camp counselors in a way. Yeah, um, makes makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. The narrator. So basically, it's a conversation between your your character and the narrator, and then the ocean, which I'm pretty sure is the entity undercover, and then all of the the killers, and then you have the survivors, and then you have this cameo, and it's there's like it's it's really funny. I I I would recommend if anyone's a fan of DBD and you're just mildly interested in what's going on in this game, just check it out. It's I think it's nine dollars. Or something like that. Um, and it might get cheaper eventually. I'm not sure. But it 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 won me over based on the uh, just like the the script, like the, the banter that you have with the killers. And then when they talk to each other, it's it's pretty good. So the whole thing is wild to me. Yeah. I mean, it all it really all started. I, I would like to believe back when some rando tweeted at Dead by Daylight on Twitter and, and asked if they could add sex to Dead by Daylight. And they were like, oh, we respect your boldness, but no. But then in the back of their heads, I wonder if they were like, but wait, what if we did? Yeah. That's how it goes down in my head. So, yeah, maybe it's thanks to that random person for doing all this. Well, it answers the age old question if, if any of the killers fuck. So, right. I think, of course. We, yeah, we're solving that. Yeah, they all do. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it from me. How about you guys? Yeah, Tom, what have you been playing, Gamer Dad? Uh, Gamer Dad has not been playing a whole lot. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Gamer Dad did upgrade his PC, though. Ooh. Uh, I somehow got... I, 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 had, I had, like, a coupon, plus things went on sale, and I managed to get myself uh, an RTX 3080 Ti. And basically, I've just been benchmarking it for, like, the past week. I've just been putting on games, turning everything all the way up, and seeing how the game runs. Granted, the games still run excellent, so I'm pretty happy with my purchase. I was I was able to get it for uh, under MSRP, under under the 3080s MSRP. So I feel even better about it. So yeah. So um, do you do you have a 3D mark to run, or have you done I that thing? It, I, I've been running like I stuff a lot of stuff has built-in benchmarks like Forza Horizon 5 has a built-in benchmark so I I've been I like I ran that um I was just running uh I was just running Need for Speed Heat 
when did I I'd played something else before that. Oh, Destiny 2 I was I was playing just to see like how it looked and everything so looks so good and I feel so bad that I won't get to use it as much as I want, but at the same time I feel I feel okay that I I won't need to like upgrade for quite a while. Yeah. Um it's a good yeah. feeling. Granted, yeah. I didn't get like a, a high end one. I got like the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> 3080 Ti, but it was cheaper than like a lot of other stuff, so I feel okay about it. I don't yeah. I I'm I'm happy with my purchase. I will very happily I would happily do it again. Yeah, I probably would only need to upgrade my CPU. Yeah, I think you guys both are on that. You're you're on the edge of needing new CPUs because you yeah. you built your you guys built your computers what like three or four years ago at this point. Yeah, we're at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I think I'm actually teetering over the edge at this point, to be honest. Yeah, because I got the 3060 in here. Yeah. Um. So that runs beautiful, but you know, every so often there's you know slight. I'm assuming the CPU would be frame rate issues. Um. Or slow down it, or anything it, like that. It depends. It depends what you're playing. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, and some I haven't played as much PC mainly because Game Boy Cat's a pain in the ass when I'm trying to play on the computer. Um, and as she is currently doing right now, she's laying where my keyboard would normally be sitting. So, um, so I haven't been able to test it much. Cold of the Lamb was the last thing, but that's not going to really push your PC um, too much. But yeah, I love my 3060. I think it, it'll. It'll keep me going for at least the next three, four years or so, maybe more graphics-wise. And I just got to upgrade the the CPU at some point. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice the prices are starting to come down. Yeah, agreed. and they're about to come way down. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Ethereum will no longer be able to be mined with graphics cards. It's gone proof of stake, yep. so that means graphics card. Er, everybody's going to sell off all of their all of their graphics cards. Yeah. So if you're if you're into buying used graphics cards, be on the lookout for the next couple of weeks there everybody just selling everything. So nice when they when the pyramid scheme collapses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you uh, get to play some games in full on your uh, new setup there, Tom. As for me, um I've played one new game to completion. Uh, over the last uh, two weeks, um, unfortunately, one day. Um, uh, and uh, I went back to an old game uh, instead of buying the upgraded version. So I'll start out with the going back to... Um, I was tempted for a day or two to purchase Last of Us Part 1. Um, oh, nice. the, uh, the upgraded PS5 remake. And I'm like, do I really... I beat that game twice. Do I really need to... Um, buy it, and then I realized I had the remastered edition on my PS5, and I just started playing that. Um, I recommend looking at videos and stuff that if you have never played The Last of Us, which, unless if you're a teenager, uh, what is wrong with you um, out there, um, or have had PS4 issues. There you go, Jana, gave you your, your out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I recommend getting part one, the remake. Um, because the graphics look ridiculously better um, in terms of it makes it look more like uh, a more realistic backgrounds. The character models are better, uh, obviously, with the upgrade in, in technology. Um, and, you know, that story goes over no matter 
any changes they make. And also the new one comes with probably one of the best pieces of DLCs I've ever played in Left Behind. Um, so you, you get to play through both there with that. But yeah, Last of Us is still real good. I still cry at the opening. Oh my um, God, I know. It's, it's heart-wrenching. <laughs> every time. I play, I play every through time. that opening at least half a dozen times. Every time I have to just take a breath. Uh, yeah. uh, before before playing again, um, yeah. So and going through that, uh, it's still it's a little clunky in terms of you know the the actual action and stuff like that. You know, it, it's 2013, um, so you know we've made a lot of improvements on how to do third person action since then. But you know, it's been fun. I got all the way up to I just met Bill for those of you that played it. So I'm going through that section. Um, I'm going to run into a, a part that everybody says looks much better in the remake that I won't get to see in this one. Um, but um, I'm looking forward to watching some people play it or maybe play it on my own when it goes on sale. And outside of my normal sports games playing, you know, I'm playing Madden FIFA, uh, you know, stuff like that as the new ones come out, you know, trying them out. Madden's still a broken piece of shit um, that I will eventually play when it becomes free. Um, and... FIFA is amazing, um, as, as usual. I'm waiting for the new one to come out, but I'm still playing 22. Um, it seems like that's their focus, EA. <laughs> so I wonder how much money hand over fist they make with the, you know, microtransaction ultimate team thing. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing those. Uh, but the main game I've been playing a lot of um, is a new game uh, called Immortality. It's a FMV game um, from Sam Barlow. Um, for those of you out there, Sam Barlow um, is the guy who made her story and Telling Lies. Uh, most famous for that, uh, those two games. Um, those are FMVs as well, like clicking around on footage or searching, like you found footage stuff. Um, so this one, you, um, you are recreating what happened to this actress who made these three movies that were never released. Um, nobody knows what happened to her. Um, so you're going through like this found footage of, of the films, like not complete. There's the fun part I like about it is that it's not like if you unlock it all, it doesn't, um, you know, show up as like one complete movie. Like this, some scenes are like table reads and some scenes are, um, you know, like uh, rehearsals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it kind of it's, it's kind of pretty cool. And they try to make it um, like one movie is shot in the 60s, one in the 70s, one in the 90s. Um, so oh, they change a lot of things. Like obviously the film quality um, gets better. They even change the way the subtitles read um, to give them each a different flavor. Um, you have the ability to rewind fast forward. Um, the conceit of the game is that you can click on any image on the screen just about and it connects to either that a precise image or a, another image. Um, similar, like if you click on a cup, it'll send you to a coffee cup, mm -hmm. you know, or if you click on a coffee cup, it'll send you to a glass, you know, so things within the same sphere. Um, you click on the actors, it sends you to another scene with the actors. And when you're playing from the beginning, you just jump around between the time periods of movies. So you're not really getting the connection or, or what, what's going on. And then, um, like with all these other games, there is something going on underneath everything. So I'll leave it at that for spoiler purposes um, that you have to make sure you're paying attention while, while watching the clips to kind of get. Uh, so uh, it's a pretty good job on um, making the movies feel um, like B movies of the genres they're in. Mm -hmm. um, 
So they're fun to watch. Um, the acting, I can't tell if outside of the main actress, if they're bad actors or if they're just trying to be bad actors because they're in B movies. Right. Um, Interesting. So, um, or it's bad writing. Can't tell, but it's still interesting nonetheless to me. Um, I played through the whole game. Um, if it's what probably the best um, description of why um, I've liked it uh, so much um, is that I'm actually almost got a you know the thousand gamer points or whatever um, the the uh, platinum trophy equivalent on Xbox. Oh wow! Um, for it, I've gotten all the. I've got all the footage, um, and now I'm just working on, you know, piecing together the, you know, secret stuff, the secret, um, uh, um, like, achievements and stuff, um, like, finding certain things. So, yeah, it's really, it it brings you in. Um, In terms of quality, I put it at, like, a seven, seven and a half. Like, it could be better. It's, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out. Um, The mechanics, once you get the one mechanic down, in there, then the whole game changes, but they never explain to you that mechanic. You kind of have to figure it out by paying attention. Okay. So the the uh, the elephant in the room I've been leaving out is that uh, this game is full of nudity. Um, uh, oh. Lots of boobs, a couple butts. There's a male butt, Jen. Oh, okay. Um, so um, no frontal. Um, there's a couple almost frontals for both sexes. Um, you know, but uh, equal, equal opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As it should good. Be. And the fun part is when the one girl strips and, you know, shows her boobs, if you click on her boobs, it takes you to another scene with boobs. So <laughs> it, it kind of stays consistent with that part of the game. Um, That's great. But it doesn't all, it doesn't like after a while, it just becomes her chest, you know, clothed or unclothed. But it was funny. The first time I'm like, if I click on these, is this going to take me to another scene with her topless? <laughs> like, sure enough. Yes. There it goes. Um, there's also a lot of simulated sex um, in it. Um, apparently, Twitch is fine with it because they have a whole section where it's advertising, you know, people that are streaming it. Um, obviously, market 18 plus if you're streaming it. Yeah. Um, but they haven't been banning anybody since early on. So I guess people like they kept banning people and people would fight and go, yo, what the fuck? It's the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sitting there and like, all right, guys, I'm going to sit on this scene on pause for five minutes. You know what right. to do. <laughs> um, you know, God, I hope not. You know, like, I'm just, you know, if you're just playing through the game, boobs are going to pop up. Like, it's it's not like The Witcher where you're, you, you, you go into it being, yes, I want to sleep with you. And then the nudity happens, you know. Like, this is it's literally. Just part, just part of the story. Yeah, you, like, because as I was explaining, you just click on anything. And it goes to another scene. Now you could click on something and, and it cuts to a scene of a naked woman. And you're like, whoa, with the bah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, when you were first streaming it on Twitch, it's like, oh God, TOS. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's a whole content warning thing, which God bless them at the beginning. Um, so, some of it is legitimate and they need it on there. Some of it is funny. Um, like it lays out nudity, sex, you know, self-harm. Um, you know, trigger warning stuff. Mm-hmm. But one of them is um, blasphemy against the Catholic Church. Oh, as a trigger of, warning. Yeah, it's one of them. I'm like, okay, I, I guess somebody would get pissed off about that. Um, uh, you'd be surprised, Mark. Yeah, or- but it's like, but it's like specific to the Catholic faith. Like, it's not even like blasphemy. It's like specific. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess he's just covering all of his bases. Um, 
you know, and some of it spoils some things um, that happen in the story, but um, you have to have those content warnings nowadays. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But um, it's an interesting game. Um, interesting concept. Um, I like it better than what I played of Telling Lies, his other game. And I haven't played much her story, but I've heard hot and cold things about that one. Um, so um, I don't know if it's better. This, I just like the idea of maybe it's a little bit of my TC Tam um, bleeding over in that the old shitty movie thing is probably what grabbed me more than anything. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, that makes sense. So, so yeah, we're uh, uh, playing through that. Um, I'll probably show it to you as an, an extra life. Um, and obviously, if a booby scene comes up, we'll just click off it real fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to finish getting my full Xbox achievements, you know, thousand points, and then I can reset the save for extra life. So, um, yeah, that, that's about all I've been playing. Um, uh, I am excited for certain things coming up. I may jump in and try and play a little bit of God of War before Ragnarok, um, over the next couple weeks. And then, um, then we have Call of Duty and stuff. So going to be mm-hmm. some more stuff from my end. And I may be dipping into my backlog for game of the year. So, who knew Mark would be this Call of Duty? Bro? Right? Yeah. Who, I, who saw? I it mean, coming? I'm sitting here wearing a tank top right now. So, oh, oh boy, <laughs> bro. bro. Um, yeah, it's just it surprised me too, um, because I've never really been in any online multiplayers uh, prior to the original the the re-release of Modern Warfare. You know. I didn't even play back in the day, Modern Warfare. Uh, but yeah, so, and uh, that's it. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've touched anything else um, worth noting. Uh, so I guess that gets us into the news. Um, uh, do we, before we get into it, do we have anything outside of the connects and, yeah, and state of place? Yep. Okay. All right. So let's get into the regular news before we... Uh, move into the news um, because everybody seemed to do some kind of press conference this week for some reason. There was like, oh, I shouldn't say for some reason. It was TGS. It was Tokyo Game Show. But instead of being at a like one press conference, um, they all did individual ones. So it's like sort of like herding cats and trying to find out what was talked about. So, <laughs> uh, so Jane, go ahead. Okay, so uh, the first thing we'll talk about is just Game Pass updates. Uh, We have some of the newest September 2022 Game Pass games that were just recently added. Um, So currently, as of recording today, you can play Metal Hellsinger and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Those are available right now, if you didn't know. And then we have a few new ones coming up very soon within the next couple of days, pretty much. Uh, we have Deathloop and Hard Space Shipbreaker. Both of those are coming on September 20th. Uh, Deathloop will be for all consoles, PCs, everything. And then Hard Space Shipbreaker is just for optimized console and PC. Um, on September 22nd, we have Beacon Pines, which is for everything except Xbox Cloud Gaming. And Slime Rancher, which is for everything. Yeah. On September 27th, we have Grounded and Moon Scars, both for everything. And then September 29th, let's build a zoo for console only and Valheim for PC only. Yeah, so uh, there you go, Tom. Um, Metal Health Sing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. Not excited about my favorite game of all time, Deathloop. <laughs> Although it is rather interesting that it is coming out for Xbox now because it was a PS5 exclusive. Yeah, well, so I'm wondering. 
It's also a Bethesda game. Is it a Bethesda? So, That's why. It's Arcane. So I think they're part of okay. Bethesda or in well, some that makes weird more, way. Yeah. That makes more sense then because yeah. it should. I'm wondering if it'll even run on a regular Xbox. I wonder if it's PS. I wonder if it's like next gen only. I think it said all consoles. Interesting. Yeah. I think it said everything. Yeah. It didn't have to be optimized or anything. Yeah. The year um, exclusive, um, you know, just got up, just, just end it. That's why it's coming out this month. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. You, people will finally be, finally be able to play that game. Yeah. I'm glad to see a lot of the, I recognize some of those names from the, when the steam put a lot of, uh, uh demos out over the summer, mm-hmm. um, like moon scars and stuff like that. Um, so it's nice to see some of those games coming for free. So I won't, if I do want to pop in and check them out for a game of the year, I don't have to spend money on them. Yeah. That's always nice. Yeah. So yeah, those are our September games that are either here yeah. or coming out. Soon. Still, still the best, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, deal in gaming. Game Pass. Yeah. I, I have to agree. It's, it's a very good deal. All right. So moving on, this is actually sort of in the same vein as to what uh, we were talking about with Tom when he was explaining what he's been playing. Uh, EVGA, one of the most well-known GPU manufacturers, has just announced that they are terminating their relationship with NVIDIA and will no longer be producing GPUs, which is pretty surprising. Um, just to give a little bit of backstory, their CEO, Andrew Hahn, he came out and said it's been very difficult working with NVIDIA for a while. Um, he mentioned it's it's really annoying how how tight of control that NVIDIA has over the pricing of GPUs. It makes it really hard for them and other manufacturers to stand apart, and it's a super competitive market. And he also mentioned that NVIDIA constantly undercuts their partners because they come out with these Founder Edition cards, which offers customers this you know special card at a discounted price, and they're not the partners are not allowed to match that price. So, um, you know, they, they're saying, you know, we've been seeing a ton of loss because of this. And he's basically saying, like, for the RTX 3080 and even higher GPUs, it's just costing them hundreds of dollars with each sale that they make. So um, Capitalism, baby. <laughs> capitalism, baby. <laughs> On the flip side, there are some people who are speculating um, that EVGA also produces a lot more units than they can sell which then creates a loss for them when they come out with a new generation of product. And then, you know, they have to sell the other stuff at a cheaper price than what they were intending to. So um, apparently this was actually a trend that people have noticed during their 20 and 30 series. And then even with the recent cryptocurrency crash and the loss of the Ethereum mining that we were just talking about, it's making like the overall financial hit worse for EVGA. So I think this was just like a, I think it was multiple things that caused this. Uh, probably an all of the above scenario. But um, of course, this sadly means that about 250 employees are wondering what's going to happen with their jobs. Um, Han claims that job loss will be minimal at EVGA, but without manufacturing GPUs, I believe it's it's about 80% of their total revenue that they're losing. So, I mean, they do make like PC accessories. Um, so we'll have to see if it's going to, you know, be enough to keep them afloat in, you know, in regards to all those people, hopefully not losing their jobs. Um, yeah, I guess the one, and this isn't me defending a corporation, but at least maybe the the good news could be that by getting out of the NVIDIA deal, if they weren't making any money back, um, you know, is it'll lessen the jobs being lost. Like if they would have kept forging ahead with NVIDIA and 
and then all of a sudden they like went under mm. you know yeah. then that's even more people that are out of work right. but yeah they should be able you would hope to at least transition to something but yeah i, I think this was more uh he's the, obviously the ceo is not going to mention it but it reads to me um and to- tom's a little bit more it plugged into this it reads me more like that they were losing money on the deal so they got out before it you know uh submarine the company so yeah that's pretty much what he said um for the most part so yeah yeah he's not gonna say specifically like we're bleeding money (laughs) right (laughs) he's kind of pointing the finger more so at nvidia but yeah it's it's definitely several things that are gouging them right now yeah i Um, mean they they also produce they produce a ton of other things they produce um they're one of the biggest power supply brands out there but it it does make me sad because EVGA was one of the companies that I usually would send people towards if they yeah. were looking to buy an NVIDIA graphics card. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's one less choice that people have. Now, I don't blame them. Uh, NVIDIA's been doing some shady shit lately. And, I mean, it, it they kind of deserve it. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's, it's sad, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. It's, yeah. uh, it was it was bound to happen sooner or later. Yeah, it'll, it'll be just, interesting. I just hope maybe they'll start making AMD cards because I think I feel like if they start making AMD cards, they will bring AMD back from the dead when it comes to uh, their Radeon division and their graphics cards. Yeah, I just think the- I just think a lot of people would buy an, an EVGA AMD card because they'll follow the brand. They don't give a shit about Nvidia. Yeah. They give they care about EVGA more, which is the opposite of what NVIDIA. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That's exactly correct. That's that's interesting. Um, in case anyone's wondering, uh, EVGA is going to continue to sell through the remaining 30 series stock, which they're thinking is probably going to run out by the end of this year. And um, if you're someone that just purchased one from them, they are honoring warranties until they're no longer valid. So you're let good. Me just say, let me just say I'm glad I didn't buy an EVGA card. <laughs> well, I feel like, yeah. I feel like you would have had a mini heart attack if you woke up today and saw this. I would have been freaking out quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Well, I sit here and stare at my EVGA (laughs) GeForce RTX. I'm staring at mine too. All right. So last story before we move on to more news. Um, You may remember a little gem of a game called Untitled Goose Game. Uh, I may have. Yes. I may have found its spiritual successor of sorts. And you'll get where I'm going in a, in a second with this. Apparently, there's a game called Squirrel with a Gun that is coming out <laughs> at some point. It'll be for Steam. It's developed by Dan D'Entremont, and it was made in the Unreal Engine 5. So, as the name alludes to, you will get to play as a hyper-realistic squirrel who runs through a town holding human-sized guns, and you get to terrorize people of the town while... They describe them as taking down agents, which I'm assuming they're the bad guys of the game. Um, you can be creative. You can shoot the gun down at the floor and use the recoil to like fly through the air or fling yourself up onto platforms or like get over fences and stuff like that. Um, you can also steal things from the townspeople like their phones and cake and all kinds of things. And in my opinion, what may be the best part you can accessorize your squirrel character in little accessories like hats. And then you they have like puzzle, puzzle mini games uh, that you can do in your secret lab. 
So <laughs> I feel like right up your alley. Yes. I'm so excited. I hope, I hope it comes out. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this person is putting so much work into it that it kind of has to, but um, there's no current expected release date, uh, but you can add it to your wish list on steam, which I am totally doing. And if you want to follow the dev and get any kind of updates or watch the trailer, you can find him on Twitter at quite Dan. Um, and I would definitely recommend at the very least watching the trailer that's out because it's it's hilarious watching this little squirrel run and like hop around with a gun in his hand. It's ridiculous in the best way. So watch it. Watch it, people. And that's it. Okay. Thank you, Jen. Okay. Um, so uh, this week had uh, two major um, uh, press conferences, a direct state of whatever they call them nowadays. But um, yeah, so we'll start off first um, with the one that was probably a little bit longer and had probably the biggest news of the weekend, um, which was the Nintendo Direct, um, which had the funny thing that it was not aired live in the UK. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so uh, first things first, I'm not going to go in order particularly of the show, uh, but just, you know, the, the notes here of games that I wrote down. Um, that I think we would uh, want to talk about. Um, are either of you Pikmin fans? Nope. I've never played okay. Pikmin, but I have thoughts. I fast forwarded through the whole Pikmin section. Oh, yeah. I have thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I say the funny part about Pikmin 4 being announced, and I'll let Jen get her thoughts in a second, um, is that, you know, uh, it seems like Miyamoto uh, went in business for himself, as they say in, in wrestling, um, and just decided this was going to be in the press conference because it, it did not seem like it fit with anything they were talking about um, and seems to be a direct um, like result of how popular Tinykin has been, which is a, a similar game to Pikmin. Um, but yeah, so that'll come in 2023. Uh, so Jen, go ahead. Floor <laughs> um, so I actually have to ask a question first because I didn't catch it in the direct. Uh, is the Pikmin IRL game, is that separate than Pikmin 4? Yes. Okay, yes. that's what I thought. I listed them separately because I thought that's what it was. So my thoughts around the IRL game. Um, I don't think I'll play it, but I, I liked, I think it's pretty cool that this could potentially be another way to encourage people, especially younger kids, to get up and like go for walks outside and touch grass, as they say. Yes. Um, in its most basic form, it very much reminded me of Pokemon Go. And when that game came out, I remember just hearing about so many more people wanting to get up and go outside just to catch Pokemon, but still it gave people that an extra reason to. So um, I think that's pretty cool. And I hope that it, it helps in that regard. Um, Cause you know, it's, it's, I think you walk around and you something like you plant seeds for flowers and then you send your Pikmin out when you come back and it like maps where you went kind of like a, like a hiking app or something, yeah. um, which is really cute. So I think it's yeah. I think it's a nice thing to get kids to get outside. So hopefully it works. Yeah. So I mean it worked for Pokemon Go, but yeah, Pikmin's not nearly as I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Pikmin three came out on the Wii U in 2013, and I believe they re uh, they put a remaster um, or brought it to Switch in 2020. So um, three years seems about right for a new one of those to come out. Um, so the next game is a series that um, is close to my heart only because of uh, one person from the last game. Um, Fire Emblem Engage uh, was announced. 
Um, it's another. It's a mainline game. It's not one of the warriors or, or one of those side things um, that they do. Um, the main conceit of this um, is that you you get stronger in battle, I believe, or like your overall stats uh, if you get married. So like you, you know you, whoever you marry, you know your your sort of stats merge and things like that. Um, you know, sort of a uh, I, I guess. I guess that's their way because it's always about, um, you know, figuring out how to have relationships and friendships and things like that to strengthen your party. So I guess um, I wonder if they're going to if it's going to be a monogamous thing or if you can quote unquote marry as many people as possible, because <laughs> the min maxers would love to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and um, most likely um, I wouldn't be surprised one way or the other, but I'm going to assume there's going to be like same sex marriages. Um, in here, just because you know it, they they let you sort of flirt uh, female to female in um, in Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. So um, I don't think that stuff is off the table, despite the you know the culture in Japan. Um, so uh, that's coming out um, in in January 2023. I will be picking it up. Um, for those of you that are more old school Fire Emblem fans, you know Marth and Celia or um, will show up along with other former Fire Emblem characters to join your party. So it looks like it's going to be some kind of connected story to things in the past. Do you guys have any thoughts on Fire Emblem? Um, I think it looks really pretty, but I probably won't play it, honestly. Yeah, it's there's, a, there's, it, too much, there's too much pressure in those games. Yeah, it's, it's a I, tile-based strategy game. So yeah. if, if that's not your, if that's not your bag, maybe. Um, I just wouldn't want, I'd be afraid to lose characters. That's yeah. my mm. biggest problem. Yeah, is I would just lo- I would just re reload a save every time I lost a character, which makes no it makes no sense in that ty- kind of game. But yeah. that's just the way I would I would play it. Yeah, I almost replayed a whole half a game because I didn't realize that you could go support Edelgard in the last game. <laughs> I remember you mentioning that. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> I had to kill her at the end, and it felt like like oh, wow. killing Vader. Uh, <laughs> it was just like I, no, I oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh, this is the story. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to convince myself. Then I watched a streamer do it. I was like, oh, I got to make sure I don't miss this time to talk to this person so I can join Edelgard. And I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> to and, be a fly on the wall at that moment watching yeah. you. <laughs> oh. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play through it like I did that one, but maybe I'll actually go back and see the other stuff. But, yeah, Fire Emblem is a series kind of like in the same vein of Call of Duty that I heard about and never really got into. Um, you know, that I played this, it clicked, and now I want to play all the mainline games. Um, uh, the next one I have on the list here, um, we can just breeze past it. Um, they're bringing a Wii game, a Kirby Wii game, uh, Dreamland Deluxe, um, up to the Switch. So, again, porting more games up to the Switch that are not Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. Uh, they're sitting on them, Mark. They're just sitting on them. Uh, so, uh, the next thing, um, I was sort of lukewarm on um octopath traveler 2 was announced um it looks better in terms of visually um it looks like it leans a little bit more into the improvements that live alive made um to the 2d 2d hd art style um and it seems like this time that the stories actually intertwine and aren't eight separate stories um that you play um so uh that comes out in uh february 2020 uh 2023 um 
it'll um I, and I it might, won't be exclusive I'm, too by the way well yeah after the last one i don't think they would go exclusive but yeah it looks interesting i liked the first one i just got bored by like the second yeah. like the i guess it was the second or third like chapter of each story um yeah. but i'm hoping since like they since everything intertwines i'm hoping that we'll, we'll make it a little more interesting throughout the run but yeah yeah none of the individual stories were enough to grab me and there was no intertwining to make me see how they stick the landing so i fell off at the same point as you um in yeah. terms of chapter twos on most people um so we'll see how this goes um i won't be as day one as i was with the first one um just because of how it disappointed me um so the next thing that got announced um final trailer on it and tom probably excites you is uh bayonetta 3 um shows shows up everybody's favorite on bewitch mm-hmm. uh, so october 28th um yeah definitely um I, I'm waiting to see for reviews to see if it's one of those things like, oh, you can jump in on this one. You don't have to, because this seems to be like sort of a prequel, like set before things. Um, so, so I don't have to go back and play um, those games. I got to say, the, the trailer for this, I never played a Bayonetta game. And watching this trailer, I was kind of wondering if I'd been missing out. If oh, this Bayonetta's is a great. game that you think I would like, I was going to ask. You're- you are absolutely missing out. <laughs> That's what I was afraid you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. I, and, I haven't played them a whole lot. Tom's probably played them a lot more than I have. But yeah, yeah Platinum is amazing style, at least main Platinum. I mean, you would, and it's, it, you would love, I feel like you'd love the art style and everything. And it's also, if I feel like it'd be a great stream game. Mm-hmm. And I want to say Bayonetta 1 and 2 are on Steam. I could oh, be wrong. Sweet. I have to check that. But I'm pretty sure, yeah. I have I have Bayonetta one on PC, but I Bayonetta one you might have to age gate. I don't remember. I don't remember if there's actual nudity in it or if mm-hmm. there's just implied nudity in it. But it's a it's a crazy like it's just nonstop action. That's just the way Platinum is. Um, they they did the the um Mark. What's that game I let you borrow that I I can't I can't Astral remember the name. Chain. Astral Chain. They did Astral Chain not that long ago. And it's, you know, it's very similar in that it's just ridiculous action. All t- it's like an it's like playing an anime. Mm-hmm. So I I don't see how you wouldn't love every second of it. Like yeah, her, it looks her cool. boots, her boots are guns. Like she <laughs> like like she'll do a handstand and like and like shoot people with her the bottoms of her her heels because they're guns. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So um I'm just scrolling through here. I think the last major thing um, to mention um, here is that um, GoldenEye um, is coming to Nintendo Switch Online with online play, um, which I guess we could say it here for this one, but the the release coming to Xbox um, is couch co-op only. Oh, boy. But it has better graphics. Yeah. Mm. It's so (laughs) weird. I don't know. I guess they had to, like... Say, all right, you get this, and you get this, and then everybody can kind of be happy because they because Nintendo owns owns Rare, and Rare made the game, but at the time, and Microsoft Rare was owned by Nintendo. Yeah, so Nintendo owns the property, but Rare made the game, and the Microsoft owns them. So it's like this weird who gets the kids thing. So 
I guess this was what they decided was the best way to split it up. I don't know. Yeah. And then you have the James Bond license, which is a whole different mm. Right. And right. The James Bond license is a mess in itself. I loved how they did the reveal. Like I I appreciate Goldeneye. I was never like a huge, you know, fan of Goldeneye, but announcing the other games and then being like, oh, and by the way, and then dun it, dun it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> And it like shocked me in a good way. So I can only imagine yeah. someone who's really into Goldeneye being like, hell yeah. So it, I was definitely, it was definitely a hype moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was really fun. Um, yeah. And then they they finally announced things that'll make people want to upgrade to the Nintendo thing. Um, they're mm -hmm. putting the Mario Parties with online play. Mario Party and Mario Party 2 and 3, the 64 ones, yeah. um, are all on there. 1080 Snowboarding. Um, Pokemon Stadiums. Pokemon Stadium, Excite Bike 64, which is actually an underrated game. Um, they'll all be coming in the next two years. Um, so it, you know, tempts you to upgrade um, uh, for it, which is something that they haven't done in the lab, whatever, six months or however long the mm -hmm. upgrades went out. It's been um, a bit, yeah. Yeah. So good to see that. Um, and just scrolling through, um, uh, the golf mode for Switch Sports is coming in the holiday. Anybody waiting out for that? Um, there was five farm games they announced. Dear God, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> if if you are into farming simulators, go buy a Switch because yeah, seriously. It, so the the weird thing to me is that not only did they make these games, but there's a couple of them that are like farming simulators and turn based RPGs at the same yes, time. Yes, I noticed that. Like what? <laughs> Who is buying that game? I want to know. A very specific person. Like, I like both of those things, but I would never buy a game that's both. Like, yeah. first let me go water my crops, and then I go to battle. And then I go fight monsters and kill <laughs> God. Like, it's just so weird to me. It, it was weird seeing seeing the trailers and being like, wait. Because at first, like, I would hear something about farming, and then all of a sudden they're in, like you said, turn-based battling. And I'm like, wait, what? Did I just miss something? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, Fae Farm. That's yes. I I actually had notes on two of the five whenever it gets yeah, to there, me. Yeah, there's the Harvest Moon, which I'm yeah. assuming. And then the other one is Harvest Stella. That's what I have listed here. And there was a fourth one, too. But yeah, what were your thoughts as the resident farming simulator <laughs> expert? Apparently, yeah. Um, I am extremely excited that Harvest Moon is back. That was my game, like back on the GameCube um, is really when I started playing it the most. But um, as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, my God, it's Harvest Moon. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how long I stick to it, where it gets to this new thing that they added with um, aging. They actually age all of the characters. Um, so if you get far enough in there where you get married and you have a kid, your kid actually grows up and starts making like occupation based decisions according to how you raise them. Which, like, I don't know if that's too much, too much, um, like, simulation that they're putting in the game where you have to, like, parent a child <laughs> if it matters to you that much. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, so I don't know if I'd stick or, stick with it that long to, like, you know, see my kid become an adult and be like, yes, I did. But um, I also am interested in Fae Farm. Um, I think it looks super cute and very pretty. It has, like you said, the farming simulator with the option to do online multiplayer, which I like. 
Um, and it has like that cust the home customization and the resource gathering and the crafting and like, of course, the magic. And then I believe there's like dungeons in it too, right? Or it had some kind of battle aspect to it. Um, I don't really remember, but I think it looks really cute. So I might, I might be, if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Fae Farm first because it's newer. Um, but I would definitely want to play Harvest Moon again for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was like, it was, it's almost like Animal Crossing was a big hit two years ago. Um, yeah. that all these games are, are now being released. Um, so, and, yeah, there, there's a whole lot. So watch the full direct if you want everything. I'm just going to briefly touch on a couple things and we can move on. Um, you know, they have, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, older games like Radiant Silver Gun and stuff are coming. Um, Just Dance got announced. Um, a lot of stuff like, like that. Um, a lot of cloud gaming stuff, the Resident Evils. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy Crisis Core, all that are coming um, to the Switch. Right. Crisis yeah. Core also not a cloud version. It's which not? you would hope you would hope it wouldn't be because it's goddamn PSP game. You would All think right. it would, uh, but yeah, it's not the cloud version. I, I right. hopefully I, it runs well. It's supposed <laughs> to. It, they said it's supposed to run at sixty frames a second. So, like I said, it's a PSP game. If they can't make it run on a Switch, there's a problem. So, um, yeah. So that was the Nintendo Direct, um, and then PlayStation had a state of play. Um, which they said was 20 minutes, and damn if it was not 20 minutes, um, the, the presentation. Um, it starts off with a couple shirtless guys in the rain um, as they reveal Tekken 8. Um, probably, you know, Mortal Kombat gets the headlines, but I think Tekken 8 has the most wildest story mode um, that's out there, where one guy is, like, canonically known for throwing his sons into volcanoes. Um, so... Uh, that looked good, as, as, as I said in this podcast before, not much of a fighting game guy, um, so um, I only get hyped for you know, playing through the story modes on easy and then seeing the, the cutscenes um, for the endings, um, but it, it does look like a step up in graphics. Um, I think 7 came out um, mid-PS4 run, so it's about time for it. Um, so they announced a couple of PSVR stuff, too. Um, yeah, there's a Star Wars game, Tales from the Galaxy, um, that'll be on there. And then, uh, Demio, which looks like Dungeons and Dragons, kinda. Mm -hmm. Um, like a tabletop game. Yeah, almost. tabletop game, um, coming to, um, again, their VR games could be hit or miss, uh, but they did look good, and apparently the technology in PSVR 2, um, you know, looks, looks like it, it could be, it could be, you know, the step up that might be needed. Um, for it. Um, before we skim over that, it was just announced um, today or yesterday, maybe. Um, and I just heard about it today because all the news is breaking from Japan um, that your PSVR 1 games will not work on PSVR 2. I saw that. And it. That's, I saw a brief article that said, because it won't. And that was it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real Sony thing to do. Mm, that's really, really shitty. It, yeah, it's because of the whatever technology they use, because they're using different tracking and stuff for PSVR um, too. But Mark, I, Mark, I have to, I have to ask you: is it yeah. is it really hot over there? Are you like, are you are you okay? Because well, you kind of skipped a big thing. Yeah, in you Nintendo did actually. Direct. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just got to make sure. Yeah, we'll go back. Um, <laughs> I will leave this in because it's funny. Um, yeah, because. 
I just got I got inundated with the wall of text that's on the IGN story. And I, just, I get it. I just want to make sure that you. <laughs> yeah, I was concerned for you, Mark. <laughs> I was waiting for the big. Know. Well, yeah. no, it it looks too much like Skyward Sword. That's why I say fuck that game. No. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> blasphemy. Talk about blasphemy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, since it was at the top of the news story um, and I wanted to hold it to the end and completely forgot. Um, uh, yeah. So they announced the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, it'll be called uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which apparently is the reason why Nintendo UK did not stream the direct live. Oh, so, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, I guess okay. I it showed up on YouTube later that day in it's, the UK. So they're trying to be sensitive to the crown and all that other stuff. <laughs> Whatever. It's, like, it's 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 you know. Yeah, it's like they they. I don't know, maybe it's because of all the other, like, um, oh, no, that was PlayStation. I was going to say all the, uh, you know, Feudal Japan taking down Kingdoms games, you know, along with this. But that was a completely different thing. So um, I like what I saw. Um, you know, uh, I was a little nervous when I saw him run off something and skydive. Um, and if I saw a loft wing, I would have been out. <laughs> a good point. I didn't even think of that. Damn. Um, so, but... I like the um, I like how it looks like they're since this is one of the rare direct sequels to a game um, that they're keeping a lot of the stuff but adding in some things that'll make exploring the world you know feel different or introducing things um, like the uh, the hang glider thing that he rides on top of the ability to go like shoot upwards um, that they've shown um, you know and. Yeah, I am. I am excited for this game, despite my fact that I completely missed it during our rundown of the segment. Um, but I just, I just now know that I have to actually beat Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I've just been sitting on it for I don't know yeah. uh, since it came out, pretty much. Yeah, so you have until May twelfth, twenty twenty three. Okay. Yeah, so it gives it, I just needed a deadline. That's all. There you go. Yeah, and uh, what's it called? Um, and Nintendo does hit its dates most of the time. So um, at worst, it'll be a couple week delay um, with its main titles. I don't think I've, I don't think they've delayed much of their main titles, like your Zelda's Mario's. Like they don't, they don't give a date until it's ready. Um, and I think at this point, they're just cleaning it up um, for May. But yeah, definitely look forward to that. You'll hear a lot uh, from me, um, you know, when that gets released. All right, let's, uh, let's go back to PlayStation. Um, now that we got the big news out of the way, um, to, uh, another game that I'm really, uh, excited for and was surprised to see, um, the, the Yakuza spinoff, um, the, uh, uh, Ishin, um, as it's called, um, it's the uh, spinoff, um, that's coming, uh, from Japan for the first time, um, it was released there, um, already. Um, it's like, I think it takes place between seven and eight that's coming out. Um, or, or is a story that leads into eight or something like that. Um, they, I read an article that they got the, um, uh, the confidence to release it over here, uh, because of how well goes to Shushima did. Um, so uh, look for the gameplay to be kind of similar to that, I'm assuming. Um, so that'll be coming both to PlayStation four and five in February. So it gives you a good two months before Breath of the Wild, or I'm sorry, Tears of the Kingdom. 
because mm-hmm. it's you know it's Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, not Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. It's gonna be hard uh, not to say Breath of the Wild. Yeah, um, it's Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that that's gonna be the weirdest thing when moms go into the, the store mm-hmm. looking for their kids. What's that's that true. Breath of the Wild too? Why don't any of these say Breath of the Wild too? <laughs> um, and then right right after that, or right around that time, all of a sudden this like game about um, wizards and stuff popped up, but I couldn't hear, and the screen went fuzzy, so we can skip it. Um, there was a uh, game that seemed really interesting to me, um, the Pacific Drive. Um, it looks like it looks like you're a storm chaser of some kind, but instead of storms, maybe uh, like you're chasing monsters. I don't know. I was trying to figure it out, but mm-hmm. it got a it got, it got a very a feel as though you're like a tornado uh, storm chaser. Um, do you, What's do you the guys, game? Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on that one? Not really. The on, I'm going to be honest. The PlayStation uh, state of play did not excite me very much. Yeah, there was not a whole lot. There was not a whole lot that I went. Oh, I need. I I might need to play that. I everything I saw was like, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I think Pacific Drive is could be an interesting concept. It's it's like a horror survival type driving game. Um. I, I literally wrote in my notes like I'm interested to hear what Tom thinks because you're the I obviously thought, you know. I thought it was going to be Twisted Metal, so okay. I kind of got let down by that. Uh, but at the same time, that game I get kind of out of all of them was the most interesting to me because it seems like you'll get to upgrade your car, you'll get to put different weapons on it, you'll get to you know it 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 kind of scratches that itch. But at the same time, it's not the same thing. Yeah. But I I do like the idea behind it. But again, it, I once I found out it wasn't Twisted Metal, I was like, meh. <laughs> I kind of checked out. Yeah. But yeah, so. it looks cool. That's a, I mean, it's yeah. it was one of the better games, I feel like. More yeah, interesting was, games. There was only a handful aside from that that I even had notes on. So I agree. Yeah, the rest so, was kind of blah. Yeah. So then we had two... Uh, back-to-back uh, anime-esque games in Sin Duality, um, which is looks like it's just about teens and mechs, or um, stuff like that from Bandai Namco. Um, you know, the art style kind of looks like Nier, um, so game I haven't really played through. So for those of you that like that type of game, you're probably more excited than we were um, for it, but it does look interesting enough that, you know, if for some reason it pops up on the, you know, PlayStation Game Pass equivalent. Maybe I'll check it out. Um, and then Project Eve was renamed Stellar Blade, which is, I think that's a lateral move for a name. Um, uh, Jen, how about that wonderful boob jiggle in this trailer? It was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it Always was, appreciate good boob physics, you know? Uh, it was it was so distracting in that it just, in the middle of her, like, having a dramatic scene, all of a sudden she turns to the right and it's like... <laughs> And I'm like, like why? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's like, okay, I can see if you're doing action and flipping around, you know, wanting a little bit of eye candy for the, the otakus out there and stuff like that. But it was just like, like, I've been around plenty of women in my life. When they turn to the left, their boobs don't, like, jiggle around like it's, like, they're made of, like, gelatin or something. Um, they had the dead or alive guy do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just, I was just like really it, it took it like made me take out of the like 
scene. And I'm like, I'm not even knowing if this is a good game or not. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, um, again, if there's a way I don't have to pay for it or if it gets great reviews, I'll, I'll try it out. Um, that's basically where I'm at with these, the PlayStation Plus Game Pass thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but the one that I'm excited for, but had the longest release date, um, is the uh, Rise of the Ronin, um, mm-hmm. the developer of Niho. Um, it's an open world samurai game um, coming out. Um, going to be PlayStation 5 exclusive, so they get to use all the technology, but they don't have to put it on PS4. Um, and it just the world looked beautiful in the trailer. Yeah. Um, character models look great. Um, I'm sad that it's not coming to people. Yeah, yeah. It'll probably come if, if like everything, like 18 months um, is what Sony's basically been doing for their exclusives, um, which is why we have fingers crossed that you'll get uh, yeah. sometime in 2023, you'll get Horizon uh-huh. um, on PC. But yeah, that was probably the game I was most excited for on here. Um, Ishin is good, and the idea that 8 is coming and it's going to be just. Um, you know, the continuation of Ichiban um, for, for Yakuza. Um, it was fun. Um, and again, they showed a trailer for God of War, which I have seen enough. I am fine. I will play that game. Yeah. Um, the controller did nothing for me. Um, I could get Jen to draw that and put that sticker on my um, <laughs> controller. I don't need to buy a $70 controller. Before we get too far away from it, um, did did you? They mentioned that they're not going to call Yakuza games Yakuza anymore. Yeah, they're now called Mega Dragon, Gaiden, and then the Gaiden games, which are spinoffs. I I thought that was interesting that they're just going away from. Yeah, and and uh, my favorite thing was one of the developers or designers of the game because everybody's complaining about it was like, I don't know how we could have made it more clear. And he posted a screenshot of one of the title cards because each chapter for the Jordan played Yakuza, each, uh, each chapter um, that pops up, it pops up like chapter 12 and then the title name. Um, and the last chapter of, of six or of like a dragon, I forget which one it was, said chapter 12, the end of Yakuza. Yep. <laughs> uh, he was like, I don't know how we could have made it more clear. Yeah, like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Which is good because I think they're going to be more focusing less on um, the uh, the underworld because I don't think it's as prevalent. Not there's definitely still yakuza in Japan, but like making a story out of like a little more underground than mm-hmm. it was at the time periods they were showing off um, in the game. But yeah, it it those games are fun because they're goofy and have stupid side stories, and um, you don't realize you're playing thirty forty hours because you're you're laughing at half of the side stuff you have to go do, or you spend 20 hours playing a uh, uh, those those uh, those electronic car things you like, Tom. The little mini Hot Wheel things. Um, the RC cars. The RC cars. Yeah, there's a whole thing in 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 um, in like a dragon where you can just become the world's best RC car driver. Um, now, does that mean I have to go uh-oh. play like a dragon? <laughs> it might not even be RC. It's like the track cars, whatever they're called. You know what I mean? Well, um, yeah, they're battery powered, and you put them in the track, and they just yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had, I've I've had those in my life too. <laughs> yeah, so so that it's a little side game you have to. I ran through a higher leveled area that I get killed instantly just to get to the side quest. For <laughs> I was level eight, and all the enemies in there were twenty plus. Oh jeez. So it was like, oh, I, I'm probably supposed to come here later. Um, but yeah, so as long as they have that stuff, and they and they have Sega arcades. 
you know, where you can go play old, like, Space Harrier and stuff like that, and Virtual Fighter. Um, those games will always still be great for me. Um, yeah, and the only thing, I know Capcom uh, did a couple things, but um, I think the only fun thing that came out was, um, you know, they announced the, uh, or at least for me, they announced the the full list of Street Fighter Six characters. And, um, you know, there's a lot of the ones you know, um, which when the time period this game takes place, it'll be fun to see where some of these people are at because um, they're all supposed to be older at this point. Um, so, you know, you still have Zangief and Ihanda and Blanca, you know, we've already seen Guile and stuff now have facial hair and, you know, Ryu looks like a, like a, a dad, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, um, it's, it's nice that they're going to have that a lot of the classic people seem to be here and then there seems to be some newer people I haven't heard of, or maybe they were like Street Fighter fours or five people that I didn't really play much. Um. And then um, you can create yourself in the world tour mode, which I think was one of the bigger announcements for it. Um, so uh, the closed beta is in October. Uh, so, you know, just look out for that. Um, uh, do you guys have anything else that you uh, saw over TGS here? That uh, you want I, I was interested, mildly interested in Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. Like, I like Harry Potter, the movies. I'm not, like, you know, a big fan of the books or anything because I never read them all the way through. But I think it has potential to be something pretty interesting. Um, I feel like there's a horror vibe to it, which I'm obviously a fan of. So I think I'm going to keep my eye on it. Um, I don't remember if they said it's only for next-gen consoles or not. I I know there's a streamer that I follow who's the biggest Harry Potter fan that I've ever met, I think. And she's a PC gamer, but if it comes to PC, I know she's going to stream it like a thousand percent. I might, I don't know. I might just wait to see what people are saying about it. Um, And if she plays it on stream, I'll definitely watch it and see what she thinks and and what I think by watching it. But um, I think it looks cool. It it looks very pretty. And like I said, the horror vibes are, uh, are pretty cool. They seem so we'll see about that. That was my only other one aside from Ragnarok. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's just unfortunate that the money is still connected to who it's connected to. Yeah. Yeah. That's I love Harry Potter and I'm interested in that too, but I kind of don't want to like give, give that person any money, <laughs> but so I want to play the game. I want to play the game at the same time. It looks, it looks cool. I might just watch somebody stream it or something. Uh, hopefully it comes to like game pass or something where you don't directly give them money. <laughs> Um, yeah. for people that want to play it out there but are conflicted because of, of a certain person's views. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a shame that that, that happened because this game would have been one of the biggest games out there um, without that. But yeah, the, Tom, did you see anything um, that you want to talk about? No, I think that pretty much covers it for me. Just want to mention, I know there was like Resident Evil stuff and all that got announced, but it wasn't anything that we haven't already heard. All right. So that is uh, the directs and the news and TGS. And um, I think we're finally at the end of all this stuff and the games are just going to start being released. So welcome to fall release season, holiday release season. It's going to be fun. Uh, There seems to be some games uh, that are coming out, not the onslaught of games that could have been coming out, but um, it always seems like it's better than it feels when the year is over, you know, in terms of what actually came out. So, So. Moving on to uh, our retro roulette game this uh, 
Um, it was a Daytona USA for the Sega Saturn, specifically, our first Saturn game. Um, thankfully, this one made it on the list uh, because of Tom's recent um, delve into having a Sega Saturn. You're uh, welcome. So... Um, and it was everything I could imagine um, in terms of frame rate, draw distance, and <laughs> the fact that trying to, uh, and this one I won't make up the lie about, trying to emulate it was a nightmare. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a bad feeling that. But the reason we did, uh, full disclosure, we did pick a backup game. Uh, but I thought we have to go through with this just so we can talk about the warts of trying to play Saturn games in 2022. Um, because there is maybe three games on that entire system that you either can't find elsewhere or um, have were released in like arcades and you can play the main versions of if you're emulating. Um, so Saturn emulation is not very popular um, in the fact that updates to the emulators and fixes and stuff aren't as often as you see, like, the how quick Duck Station came together or something like that, um, to be as stable as it is. Uh, but, yeah, so I played through it. Um, it looked very bare bones um, in terms of uh, what it gave you. Um, it didn't even have, like, like, a mode where you would play each, like, the three courses. Like, you wouldn't play them in a row. You would, you would finish, it would be game over. You know, it yeah. felt like a direct port of the arcade game. Well, there was there was there's a what's it called a uh, there's a Saturn mode which is yeah kind of like that yeah but you can only play one one at like, a time right it one doesn't at a time. it doesn't, doesn't continue continue that's that's what I wanted like once I finish the easy course it takes me to the intermediate course and when I finish that you know if I get to a certain place it takes that's that's what I wanted, not the backing all the way out to the main menu and rechoosing. And then, then I saw the, uh, the masochist mode that's in there, which is the endurance things, which is if you play it on easy, it's 80 laps. Um, yeah, nobody's got time for that. Not for that game. I mean, if you want to immerse me in playing like a NASCAR F1 game with realistic lap numbers, sure. Um, because I can get it into my mindset that, I, you know, I'm racing actual cars at the pit stop, you know, all the stuff in my head that you get from, I don't have great knowledge of it, but, you know, if you play, if you watch those sports, you know, you could do a hundred laps uh, because you're thinking of it like how we play football or soccer or baseball game, you know, um, that's just the length of it. But for a game like this to do 80 laps, I was getting bored after eight. <laughs> yeah. I even eight, eight's tough in this game. Yeah, I could not imagine it. Uh, but the one positive thing is, of course, music is always great in these games. Um, the Saturn sound chip, not as good as the Genesis one for me. Maybe could be a popular or unpopular statement. Not entirely sure where Saturn sound chips stand in the community. But um, uh, maybe because I had a Genesis longer than my Super Nintendo, I am partial to that that grime of the Genesis sound chip. Um, but What's yeah... Once yeah. you get to to this uh, this age of consoles, everything's CD quality sound anyway. So you're not really going to get that grimy sound yeah. that you got from a Genesis or or uh, the reverb from a Super Nintendo, which is unfortunate. Um, but probably good for everyone that it, that there's not different sounds on different systems, um, especially for the developers. 
yep. but yeah, the it, it plays like any other Daytona game, and there's a bunch of them that are so much better than this game that I would not recommend getting this game at all. Um, it's and when we get to the ratings, it's going to be my rating this one in particular, not the Daytona USA oh, yeah. game in general. I um, warned every I warned every everyone one this was selected that this yeah. is by far the worst version of this game that we could possibly play. It delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Tom, what are your thoughts on this game? What's your like history with it? Because you're more of the car racing guy than us. So I remember Daytona USA in the arcade, and I thought it was awesome. And I actually tried to purchase Daytona. When I first got a Dreamcast, I tried to purchase Daytona USA for the Dreamcast on GameStop's website. But for whatever reason, they sent me the Saturn version. I don't know (laughs) why. And I tried it again, like months later, I tried it again, and I got the Saturn version again. So I have two copies of this game. Uh, And then when I got a Saturn, it was the first game I had, and I popped in, and I was like, man, this is not good. This is compared Mm -hmm. to... At least compared to the arcade and like the the Dreamcast port, and there's also an Xbox 360 port, which is even better because it's widescreen and it plays on a, a normal TV. But for what it is, see again, you have to go back to the mindset of when this came out. For what it is, it's pretty good. It's not nearly as good as the arcade. There's way better arcade uh, conversions, but I have to say. They did a decent job with the Saturn because it was, I mean, the Saturn just is not, they, they didn't know how to program for it coming from the arcade because it was a totally different architecture. Like the, the Dreamcast was a very similar architecture to what their arcade stuff was. So they were able to port stuff better than that. But for what it is, it's not terrible. The music is great. I don't, I don't know that anybody will tell you that the music is bad. It's, it's great in a campy way. But at the same time, it's still I still enjoy it. Um, but yeah, draw distance is terrible. Uh, frame rate is is thirty at best at best because when there's like yeah. six, if there's like sixty cars on the screen, you're getting maybe fifteen. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I Daytona USA is a, a fun game to me, even if it's on this awful if it's this awful version, I'll still pick it up and play it because it's fun. Uh, it's it's not the best racing game, but it's an arcade. Pick it up. You want to play a game for 15, 20 minutes. This will, this is, this is the type of game that you want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Jen, I know the reason I brought it up was you had it's a lot of trouble trying to get this yeah. game to run. <laughs> um, so from what you saw watching me play and watching yeah. any of the YouTube videos, um, Anything really to add, or um, what's your history with Daytona USA? Uh, so I know I've played it a handful of times in an arcade, but going into this before playing, well, attempting to play it, and then doing research by watching games and you, um, I wouldn't have had enough of my own memory to like really talk about it. So I'm glad that I didn't get to watch you and, and YouTube videos, but um, I really like the music. The music was the first thing that I noticed. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's catchy. Um, it didn't get on my nerves at all, and uh, it instead got stuck in my head pretty much instantly. Um, the victory picture at the end made me laugh also. Yeah. <laughs> Just with the, the guys standing there uh, every single time in the picture. Um, and I don't know if anyone noticed, but when they spell out game over, 
they don't pronounce the V. They pronounce it as like ooh instead of V. I don't know if you guys notice. Yeah. They're no, like, I- oh, the O U E R. And I was like, wait, what? And then I, I listened to it the next couple of times. Like, why aren't they saying V? Yeah, the yeah, to uh, uh for those of you that watch the stream um live, um, you notice that I didn't have any sound coming through my emulator, so I just played the YouTube OTS um mm. as the background music. So I didn't hear any of that greatness mm. um of the uh messed up, I guess. I guess it'd be the localization of whatever, but well, that sounds amazing. It was fun. I'm pretty sure that the guy singing, I don't want to, I don't want to get this wrong, but I don't think he speaks English. Okay. But all of the words are in English. Yeah. I have to look this up because it's going to, it's going to bother me. I don't want to get it wrong and piss somebody off. Um, but he does, he, this isn't the only game he's done. Um, Cause he did Sega rally um i am i am not gonna try to pronounce his name uh uh but yeah he's japanese and i don't think that english is obviously not his first language so that doesn't surprise me that there's mess ups in how they go through that yeah Um, the interesting thing was everything else was like perfect it was just the v and it like it it stood out to me and I didn't know if I heard it right. And then I just kept listening for it. I thought it was All right. funny. I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. There you go. So he did a lot of music for Sega, like up to like 20, 2021. He's still doing music for them. So, but he, he did all the, all the music and he did all, he did the singing and like the, like when he yelled, when the guy, the guy yells "Rolling Start," that's him. Mm-hmm. Like he did, he did all that stuff. So I just think it's it's pretty cool that he did all that. Yeah. But again, obviously English not his first language, so I'm sure that's why there's some weird stuff <laughs> like that in there. It makes but it, it just it adds, makes it even better. Yeah, it just adds a little charm to it. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I so you guys might know the answer to this. The person that I was watching, um, they went through the whole um, Saturn level of the game. And they, I don't know if they unlocked when they came in first place every single race. And I don't know if the letters they were entering for their initials unlocked this or if it's just something that happens. But there was a, they played the last level as a horse instead of oh, a yeah. car. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think you can unlock that. I, it looked like they were entering specific things in their initials because every time they entered something different with like a period in between. So I'm wondering if that was like a code or something. But um, it was yeah, hilarious. You could, de- you could definitely do do it as a horse. And there's yeah. there's another. So in the the beginner level, there is a um, like a a slot machine going while you're driving, and if you go under it at a certain time, it will also unlock something else that you can drive i forget exactly what you have to do to make that happen but i love that sega does this stuff it's just so goofy and ridiculous it's fun it also kind of made me wish i mean and maybe this already exists so if it does you can let me know i kind of wish that there was a game like a racing game only on a horse instead of (laughs) instead of cars with like other people riding horses it just seems like it would be fun. I would imagine there's something there like that. There has to be, right? There has to be. Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel like doing research, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a note that I had. Um, 
And then I agree with what you guys said that seeing the track up ahead is almost impossible within a few car lengths ahead of you. Um, you literally see it spawning in as you drive, which I found to be distracting. And when the tracks became super windy, you can barely see the direction the road is turning before you have to react and, and turn in the right direction. So obviously in that case, practicing and getting the track memorized is the most helpful way to combat that. But um, unfortunately, like I said, I, I know I've played it in the past in arcades, but not super recently where I'd be able to like expand beyond that. But yeah, those were my those were my takeaways from watching Mark and then, you know, watching YouTube as well. Yeah, it yes. was. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the game itself, um, you know, with, with all the, uh, little, um, I, I want to call them quirks, uh, probably a better word for it, but like with the, um, quirk, quirk works. Yeah. With the, I, I'm specifically talking about with the, like you putting your initials, like, I don't know what the filter was on it because apparently I could put in ass, uh, but if I put in sex, it automatically changed it. Like it would change the X to some letter to make it not say sex. But, you know, I'm like, okay, what's like, luckily it's only three letters and I couldn't try any of the four letter words to see if they slipped uh. through. But yeah, I'm just like, that's so weird. Like, and I even tried, I put in, I think the last one I did, if you watch the see, I put in like P and I'm like, surely they'll change this. Nope. That went through. But for some reason, sex was off limits. Cause it's the U S that's it's always off limits in the U.S. Uh, But yeah, that, uh, that this was an interesting game. I'm glad we played it, or at least I played it. Um, I played for it. The, no, no, no. I, I meant like um, tried to, I at least got it worked and on the emulator, but it was still busted. And it's just Saturn emulation, um, which is why I'm just going to try and find a hollowed out Saturn to just add to my collection so that I don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah, so let's get to the scores. Um, for me... For this game in particular, I'm giving it a two out of five. Um, the driving, despite the frame rate and all that, is still functionally Daytona, so you could do the same things. Um, once I got used to remembering how to brake in Daytona and where to brake and which turns to brake on and all that, um, I started to do better. Um, not great on the second and third uh, skill levels, but on easy, I started to make it way too easy um, on there. Um, but yeah, with a better frame rate and better draw distance in in the uh, the more recent games, um, they would definitely get higher marks. But just at times, it feels unplayable. Um, and yeah, yeah, if, if we played any one of the other Saturns, it'd get a much better score. But two out of five. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm I'd have to I have to give it a two and a half just because I've played many of the other versions. And this is by far the weakest version of any of them. So two and a half out of five. For me. Just the two and a half is basically all music. <laughs> um, I know it's really not fair that I rate this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I also had a two and a half out of five. My thinking, this is a solid arcade game. And I'd be happy to play a few games of this in an actual arcade, but I'd rather play a more polished racing game if I'm looking to play one of those kinds of games at home because I have an easier time seeing where I'm going, for example. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't want to be too harsh on it since it was meant to be played in an arcade initially. So two and a half out of five for me as well. Fair. So yeah, our recommendation, despite, you know, not being a one or a zero, is don't play this version. Like, avoid it. Yeah. There's plenty of other versions. You don't need to play it at all. We, yeah, we played have, it for you. 
I want to say that the Xbox 360 version is backwards compatible with uh, on the Xbox One and and yeah, and one one X or, or and Series S and X. So if, and if you're into emulation, just get the main version. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if you're if you're if you're emulating arcade games, just get the arcade version. Um, that's going to probably be your best bet for anything. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was an experience. Um, so. <laughs> So uh, let's see what we got next week for the next two weeks. Tom, let's spin that wheel. Oh, and it looks like uh, it should be an interesting one. It'll definitely be a fun streaming title. We got WCW versus NWO Revenge. Um, yeah, that that's 64, right? Yes. Yes. For the okay. Nintendo 64. Just trying to remember it wasn't one of those terrible PS1 games. Um, no, thank, no, I don't own I don't own any of those, thank God. <laughs> I don't own Backstage Assault or Thunder yeah. or any of those yeah. other awful quick, ones. Yeah. Quick story before we get into, you know, uh Thursday Random Video. Uh WCW Thunder for the PlayStation is the first game I fell asleep playing. I I was like twelve <laughs> or thirteen and I literally fell asleep with the controller in my hand in the middle of a match. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that game's not good. I remember renting that, no. and yeah, thankfully it was a rental for me as well. Yeah, I rented it. I did not buy it, thank God, because yeah. I would have been rather upset. Yeah, because I love the W the end of sixty four games, which I'm really excited about this one. Uh, this is probably the third on my list um, of those games. You know, I'm strictly a No Mercy uh, 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 World Tour two thousand, and then. Eh, I would put this on the same level as WrestleMania 2000 um, as like third and fourth on that list. But yeah, I'm more of a, uh, you know, no mercy uh, world. Not, yeah, world tour um, first and second. Uh, maybe it's because it's the first ones that I played of those. But yeah, N- N64 wrestling games are fantastic, um, which is why I'm hoping the AEW game is at least an upgraded version of those. Um, Me too. Yeah, which... Uh, they seem to be doing a roster change soon. Wink. Um, in that game. Uh, so, yeah, I am excited. More excited than I was last week or, or last episode um, going in. Um, be sure to um, check it out. Um, yeah, apologize for the inconsistent stream schedule. Um, we, I will make one guarantee out there to the audience. We will always stream the Retro Roulette game. So that stream will always happen. Um, but, yeah, it's more so... Um, essentially trying to find games and, and, and things to play. And as much as I love the Sunday morning thing, you know, I had like one person show up for it. So it's kind of like, I have to clean my apartment, you know, might be better uh, than that. But I might be, I'm thinking of doing a uh, catch up for game of the year sort of streams on Sundays. Um, so you can or cannot join. I'm just going to try and force myself to play games I need to, to rate for game of the year. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for that. And Jen is always over at Roxy Foxy. Um, I lurk a lot there while playing other video games um, on my TV. It, it is always fun uh, to watch her. Um, and yeah, so keep an eye on the Twitter for the Extra Life stuff. Uh, once again, that is Saturday, November 12th, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I guess it's daylight time, so it might be standard at that point because we, I think we go after the time change. I just um, say Eastern time at that point. Yeah. I don't even yeah, bother. Yeah. With... I think if we did it like the week before, it would be on the time change weekend. Well, yeah. we used to do that. 
yeah. and it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody had to get married that week. You're welcome. Thank goodness. Got married. <laughs> God. Uh, there's that only one brutal. positive that came out of that. Yeah, um, only one. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. So keep an eye out for the details. Like I said, um, we're probably going to be starting off with uh, D&D, um, but it will be a one-shot because um, our campaign's on hiatus. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and then obviously all the other things we do. I'm going to stream a little bit of Immortality, um, m- mainly because I want to see how far I can push it before Anthony wants to choke me, um, which is always a fun thing in Extra Life, is seeing how far I can push him with certain games. Um, and, uh, you know, there's probably going to be a Jackbox moment. You know, we'll have Halo, Call of Duty. You know, we'll have the uh, Gamer Dad versus Gamer Dad um, segment. Um yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, we'll be back. We'll have details on what exactly will be on there this time and what those donation levels are. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout for the next month and a half, sort of slow updates um, for exactly what you're looking for. Uh, we raised $2,000 last year. Um, obviously, I'm setting the initial limit a little bit below that because that was thanks to the generosity um, of you guys and a good push at the end. Um, but... Uh, we have been improving our donations every year, so I hope we succeed the, or exceed the 2,000 this year. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for joining me. Um, it was fun. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be more consistent with the three of us on here um, from here on out. But uh, for Tom and Jen, I'm Mark, and we'll see you next time. Bye.